find us over at The Marriage Podcast. Yeah, you know that's right. Welcome to The Marriage Podcast Network, helping you find and keep passion and fun in your marriage. Broadcasting from Tuscola, Texas, here are your hosts, Trey and Corey Gibson. Well, hello and welcome to this episode of The Marriage Podcast Network. This is the show where we help you find and keep passion and fun in your marriage. The date today is Thursday, March the 14th, 2013. This year is going by so daggum fast. Our topic for today is going to be You the Bomb. I, I wanted to rename this to You the Bombskis, but... Uh, I mean, I'm afraid the vernacular. Too many adjectives, too many adjectives in there. <laughs> too many syllables. I was afraid it was going to overload people's brains. And uh, we're, so we're going to do Udabomb, showing appreciation when your spouse rocks it. This kind of comes from a twofold series of events that have happened this week with us. And um, one half part of my wife just doing some pretty incredible things uh, this week and not feeling as though I was nearly appreciative enough for it. And uh, so we're going to talk a little bit about that. What does it mean to rock it with your spouse? Why is it so daggum important? And uh, and differentiating uh, what different people receive compliments by us is kind of tapping in a little bit to the love mm-hmm. language. We're not going to get real deep yeah, into it, it. This is also just talking about, you know, how do we, you know, what, what do we need to be doing to, what do we need to be noticing? What are we needing from each other to see? And because uh, it's not always what we expect. It's not always what the other person needs. Very similar to love language. And uh, we're going to go over that. Before we do that, guys, let's get into our housekeeping for today. If you want to make sure that you can get updates on all the things that are going on here, you can go over to our our show over at The Marriage Podcast. Over in the right-hand side bar, you can enter your name and your email address. You will make sure that you know what is coming out and what we talked about that day. Once again, we do that as a service to you guys, so that way you need to know, hey, I need to read this. I need to listen to this today. So you get that episode, that, that, that email in your, your inbox, and you say, oh, dang, man, we need to watch this now. This is so important. We need to listen to this. It's, it's good. We need to make sure we know what's going on. Or if it's one of those things that you're like, okay, I can wait till tomorrow. I can wait till I'm on my way home today or this no, Saturday. You, you just can't. Yeah, you can't do it. I'm sorry. <laughs> this, is, this is against rules. But if you get to that point, you can always put it off. You'll always know when you can listen to these. We do that as complete free service to you. Make sure you guys never miss out on that episode that you absolutely needed to hear. Guys, also don't forget to jump over on Facebook. Share with us over there. We want to hear back from you. We love doing that kind of stuff. Guys, if you have any questions, comments. Uh, topics or encouragement that you want to guys want to send us or hate mail. Seriously, we'll take hate mail. Heck yeah, we love it. I mean, I'm serious. All the Whenever way to get better is to hear your critics. Even that, like, I have kind of a belief system over at Family Podcast Network that you're not really doing much until you start getting haters. <laughs> and I've started true. getting some of my first few haters over at the Family Podcast Network, so I'm excited about that. So if we ever get to that point where we make somebody upset enough that they're willing to write us in, we kind of fist pump and go, yeah. So we probably just guarantee that nobody will do that because like, well, forget that. We're not going to do that. So, mm-hmm. But hey, guys, if we if you do have that, we want to hear from you. You can always email us at uh, Trey at The Marriage Podcast or Corey at The Marriage Podcast. Uh, that will go to us. Corey's not nearly as diligent as I am because I cheated. And uh, so anytime somebody sends a message to that, it goes to my uh, my my Google account, Gmail. Uh, it's my business account. So all of my FPN and Gmail and Real Family Guys podcast emails go straight to one account. So we check those as quickly as we can, as many times as we can, and we get back to you as much. We have received several topics. Uh, you guys have thrown some curveballs at yes, us, man. This is great. Some of the topics that we've thrown out there are some heavy-duty ones, and we are going to introduce those. Trey asked if... We wanted to do well. I'll just I'll just back up. We we are somewhat good about having an idea of topics we're going to do, um, and 
Sorry, Trey was motioning for me. Apparently, I was too close to the mic. Anyways, <laughs> so <laughs> we're usually pretty good about knowing what topics we're going to do. And they're always real pertinent to what's going on in our lives right now. And, and tonight, I was sitting down to get the topic. And, and I kind of had an idea of what we're going to talk about tonight. And Trey's like, hey, do you want to talk about such and such email that we got? And I looked at him and I was like, no. We're going to have to sit down and discuss that one a lot more because <laughs> it was, it was, it was a heavy email and I look forward to, to touching on it. And, um, it has to do about sex. Ooh, man, I'm telling you, it's you a good one. You are. It's a good one. We've and, been ruminating, believe me. Yeah, we've been putting together some show thoughts on it and, and it's such a heavy one that we can't do it in just one week. We can't just sit down and put it together. This is something we need to take some time yeah. and really pour into coming up with a pretty yeah. comprehensive answer because, uh, the, the issue that's going to be brought forth in this episode and, and we are kind of, uh, we're kind of doing a plug for this episode coming very soon. We want yeah, you guys to share this out week. as much as possible. Yeah. But, um, the answer to this is so big, and there's so many multivariates to it that yeah. what works for one person, what might be the right answer for one person, won't be for the next. And so yeah. we're going to try to be pretty comprehensive in how we answer this because we're going to be straight with this. This is not the first email that we've got coming in yeah. about issues with sex. Yes. And, yeah. it, and it's such a beautiful question. It's such a real question, and it's happening in more people than are, are typically willing to be honest. Yeah. And we've had a few, uh, few listeners that have stepped up to the plate and willing to be honest about that. And, of course, we won't be revealing information, demographics, or anything like yes. that. Yeah. But let me tell you, the questions that they ask, I think, are heavy hitting. So you still got to stay prepped for that. That's a little cameo plug well, there. Well, it is, and, and just another quick plug. I, and I, we may have mentioned this before. Uh, I when I was going to school for psychology, one of the things that I really wanted to do was sex therapy. That is, mm-hmm. that is yep. an area so is that, that heart I've, for it. I just have a heart for, it, and I really wanted to focus it in the Christian community because we've made sex such a taboo. Taboo. And so uh, I love sex questions, and I think that's one reason Trey and I talk about it so much is because. Um, well, we kind of love sex too. Well, so. We love sex, and and so many people don't, and uh, yep. it shouldn't be like that. But anyways, yep. moving on. Oh, yeah, back to it. So if you guys want to touch base with questions, comments, topics, encouragements you want to shoot us, you can always email us, Trey, at the Marriage Podcast or Corey at the Marriage Podcast. You guys can also always call it 661-PARENT-0. That's the open line that we use over at Family Podcast yes. Network. But if you want to call that in, you can always call that in that way. And then last, you guys can always leave an internet voicemail uh, by going to ask Trey and Corey a question over the right-hand side of the bar. It'll pop it up. You can hit record. As long as you've got a microphone connected to your computer, you can record your question straight into that. We will put it on the show and answer your question on the air. We love doing that for you guys. With all of that out of the way, let's go ahead and jump into our show, our show topic for today, which is Udabomskis. Oh, I did it. What are you going to do about it, Corey? <laughs> Nothing. Udabomskis. Showing appreciation. Such a giant nerd. I am. I love it. You know, it's one of the things that it's one of the things that keeps me going. That's is true. is that when I is is humor and joking is one of the the primary things that I I bring to the the table in our marriage. Maybe silliness. Corey's got a fantastic sense of humor. I bring silliness That's into true. our marriage. Trace the ham by mm-hmm. far yeah. the ham. Very much so. So anyway, we're going to talk a little bit about being appreciative of your spouse. Why are we going to talk a little bit about this? So I guess the first question we've got to ask ourselves is, what does it mean when we say, "Is your spouse rocking it"? Right, because yeah. show topic for today is showing appreciation when your spouse rocks it. Now, see, that's a little bit of some uh, that's pretty common vernacular nowadays, but that's very, very common vernacular in the Gibson family. So, Corey, <laughs> what does it mean when you say is your spouse rocking it? Man, when somebody rocks it, they just do an amazing job, amazing job. And today, Anna <laughs> and I don't even think Trey heard this. Anna read the name of a they were Anna. Anna is, is our is our six year old. Six year old. Sorry. Everybody read by mind because everybody knows everybody in our family. <laughs> oh, it's done been reddit. Um, Anna's our six-year-old, and she was reading the names of the 
players that they were about to play in Super Mario Smash Brothers. And I was like, Anna, you are rocking that reading. And so rocking it, it's a really good thing in the Gibson household. And understand that rocking it can be when somebody does something exceptional, like above and beyond what they would normally do. Yeah. The other day, my, my daughter came in and, and I said, you know, and I handed her something. She went, gracias, papa, and walked out. Okay, so that's it's kind of. I mean, she's six. I know for y'all are like, well, what do we do? That, but you know, for a six-year-old kid who we have never sat down, we've never trained her in Spanish. We we don't do. I mean, we. I mean, if y'all don't know, we do a, a traditional. I mean, an untraditional um, schooling called unschooling. So that's it's very much self-directed on their part, and so she just learns some Spanish, and so that's to me that's exceptional. But sometimes we also use the phrase "rocking it" whenever something that is. Maybe not necessarily exceptional happens, but when somebody is doing something that we are looking for. And we're going to talk a little bit about that today. So the question comes down to this. Why is this idea of showing appreciation so daggum important? So I think most people are like, oh, yeah, of course, Trey. I mean, everybody needs to feel appreciated, blah, 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 blah. Right? We get that part of it. But there's a second side to this. So why is it so important to be acknowledged? Why is it so important to be noticed whenever you get things right? Number one, it shows that somebody noticed what you did. Human took the time. Exactly. Humans are very – it doesn't matter whether you're high extrovert or high introvert. We feed ourselves off of the attention that we get noticed by. Kids do it. It's one of my favorite things to talk about over the Sister Station and Family Podcast Network. We talk significantly about the idea that – when kids get noticed for what they're doing, they do more of it. When yeah. kids don't get noticed for what they're doing, they have a tendency not only to do less of what we want them don't want them to do, but they do more of that crap we don't want them to do because at least they're getting noticed. And let me tell you very definitively, that kind of thing can happen in your marriage. Yeah, yeah uh, th- this is so random, but I will never forget a poster I saw as a little girl, and it was a cat in a bowl of noodles, and noodles are just everywhere, and it was, uh, you know, just one of those goofy, inspirational posters, and the caption was, why can't anybody ever remember when I do something right? Oh, that's good. And, it, you know, when I was no, it was meant to be goofy and ha-ha laugh, but it always stuck with me, and I yeah. don't, I, it just was one of those things that was like... Message. Yeah. Why... Why can't people remember when I do things right? And that's what showing the appreciation is about, is you're acknowledging that you've noticed when somebody's doing it right. Well, you know, we live in a society that's very, uh, I mean, very much the antithesis of appreciative. Um, We have a tendency to get so caught up in our own crap, our own schedules, our own things that we're doing, whatever's going on at work, the stuff that we got to do, all that other stuff that we often have a tendency to forget. And forgive me for continuing to relate back to it, but I, I think it's, it's so easy to get upset when we don't get appreciated, but I think we forget to appreciate people. Yeah. You know, and so it, I go back to this idea with kids, you know, that frequently just a while back we were sitting down and the kids were, we'd had a problem with the kids getting in there and fussing and fighting at each other. You know, while they were in their rooms and, and we come in, and of course, you know, the kids are punching the face. And not really, I'm being metaphoric <laughs> here, but I mean, you get the idea. We're really frustrated. We come in and gritch and gripe at them and then we leave and then it start all over again. We come back in, leave, start back over again. Yeah. And finally, Corey finally just said to me, she goes, Trey, you're not ever noticing when they're getting it right anyway. Yeah. I was like, oh, crap, you're right. So I I remember the first time I walked past, and I noticed they weren't fussing at each other. So I popped my head in and I said, you guys are doing an amazing job of this. So two things happened when I did that. Number one, the kids started acting better. They started acting good. They started doing what I was wanting them to. They they began to realize they were getting way more attention for, for doing it right than for doing it wrong. A second thing happened, and here's what I think is more important. Why is, is appreciation so daggum important? I began to notice how often they were doing it right. Yeah. 
And I began to realize that they were getting it right way more than they were getting it wrong. But what had happened was when I was only noticing when they were screwing up, I was missing all the dadgummed opportunities that I had to praise them for not fussing, for not fighting, for playing together, for being kind. And we do this crap in our marriages, too. That's right. No, we absolutely do. We so often forget to, uh, you know, I know for me for a long time, it was like, you're an adult. I shouldn't have to do that for you. But we do. I mean, everybody wants to be acknowledged and appreciated for what they're doing, no matter how big or small. I mean, imagine, and we've talked about this, imagine if the only time your boss ever acknowledges you is when you screw up. It's going to suck. Yeah. It's going to yep. suck big time. So instead, start noticing when they're doing something right, when it's good, when it's on track. You know, I think I think if we're not careful when we don't practice this mentality, we have a tendency to kind of take for granted the things that 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 happen that we like. Um Thinking of some examples, like, you know, a lot of times when I don't sit down and, and praise Corey or, or really appreciate her or tell her thank you for all these different things, I start to miss those little things. Like when I get home in the evenings and I, and I crack open the refrigerator and it's all been organized so nice and tidy and neat. But when I'm in that mode of just looking for that one thing that she screwed up on or that one thing that she's missing. <laughs> I, I don't. It. it was hanging on the top shelf teetering precariously. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I mean, I, I really don't. I don't walk in with the the like the nefarious you know idea. Oh, I'm gonna catch her doing something wrong. It's not that at all. But whenever you've trained yourself to do this to notice those things that are wrong over and over and over and over, then then you have a tendency to forget those things. And I and, and it's amazing when I really stop and notice the things that Corey does right when she she has the the, the refrigerator nice and straight or all the the clothes are done or she put the towels you know up in the in the whatchamadu and I get out of the shower you know and it's just hiney freezing cold and I go to grab that towel and they're all stacked up there you know I think we have a tendency to take kind of for granted each other and the things that we do because we become so deficit minded we start looking for the deficits the things we didn't get right things that they screwed up on things that they forgot to do things that they didn't do oh here it is the way we wanted them to do it that we can miss those things that we love doing yeah and that's that's one of the things topics i definitely want to hit on is we must differentiate between between what we think is rocking it and what your spouse is really trying to do and, and let me break that down because I could see how that was a little unclear. When Trey and I first got married, my thing was he he loved bringing me flowers, which, by the way, I miss flowers every once in a while now. I heard but you. <laughs> he used I to bring that. me flowers all the time. And my thought was, great, flowers, now clean the kitchen. And, <laughs> you know, and you've heard us joke about this before, but there was a lot of truth to it. Well, little did I know, Trey would try to clean the kitchen. He really would. And 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 bear in mind, Trey grew up in a household where he really kind of didn't have to do a lot of stuff like no, that. No, no. Listen, I grew up in, a, in a, a fairly slobby household. I'm not trying to be hurtful to my family at all, but it was slobby. And, and so doing housework such as dishes and stuff like that was not a requirement nor was keeping things clean or straightened and and so and we did not live together before we got married and so we got married and we're bam living together and suddenly i'm like man i live with a total freaking slob and so he would try to do the kitchen and and bless his heart you know looking back now 10 years later he was doing the best he could. He really was. It was all, it was all I knew how to do. It, it was, and that's a great way to put it. It's the only thing he knew how to do. And I'd walk in and think, why didn't you lift that up to wipe under it? Why didn't you wipe out the microwave? How could you not wipe the sink out when you were done? Why would you put away an almost empty carton of milk? You know, and instead of noticing, wow, 
you loaded the dishwasher because we actually had a dishwasher at that time. We don't have one anymore. Anyways, we, <laughs> wow, you loaded the dishwasher. Man, that's awesome. And instead it was like, why didn't you rinse the dishes before you loaded? You know, and I, you get the idea. And instead of, of noticing what he did do, I just beat him down for what he didn't do. And I, I think it just reached a point of, man, forget you. You can do the kitchen yourself. Well, you know, it's, it, it, I mean, it's childish in its own sense. My reaction to it was childish yeah. in its own sense. But... I think it's kind of a natural reaction because there's a, there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of ways to look at this and also how our kids can do it as well when we're not careful. But you know, for what I did was when she would do that, my first thought was was well, why the frack should I even try then? If this is if I'm going to put effort into something, I'm going to do the very best that I know how. I, I I corrected Corey a minute ago and saying I was doing my best because I was not, but I was doing everything I knew how to yeah. do when it came to cleaning. And so my thought was, well, crap, if I'm going to work this hard. And I'm going to get this reaction. It's going to be nothing but noticing what I didn't get right. Yeah. Why the crap even try? Why why wipe underneath the microwave? Now, again, I'm very openly admitting it, that that was a very childish mentality. But I think it's one of the quickest, yeah, easiest I mean, ones to turn yeah. to. And I think many of us as as spouses do turn to that. When that when we, we haven't synced our love languages yet, when we're not communicating on the safe wavelengths, and eventually what it'll come to is, is we'll get to a point where we just reject that other person entirely because, I mean, it, it's... You know, if I'm going to be seen as screwing up, even when I feel like I'm not, why even try and not screw it up? Yeah, I, I totally agree. So let's take this past couple of weeks. Y'all read on the the blog last week, or the little blurb, I guess, more like it, of all the the uh, work we've been doing. And, and really, I was really hoping we were going to be... Butts oh, off. my gosh. I was really hoping we were going to get to record on our desk. But it didn't happen. But well, I had writ, uh, written that we... Trey and I have been contemplating. I can't remember if we mentioned it or not, but we had been contemplating buying a house. And we were really back and forth on it. We went and looked at some houses, and we thought, and we prayed, and we... And we contemplated some more well, i'm gonna be i'm gonna be clear here we live in a 900 square foot house with a family of six now yes. right <laughs> with a family of six and two cats and ducks now and so well they're not inside the house <laughs> this wasn't just like oh american dream the we need right, to move up kind right, of thing this right. was man we're, we're starting It'd to run out nice. of space here what, what do we need to do to start creating space and yes. so one of the options was yeah. new house yeah so anyway so we were looking at at uh, possibly get in a bigger home and and after after much discussion we decided we were going to stay here and um me constantly brainstorming my thought was you know what we're going to do all that we can to make our time here more comfortable whether it's six months or another six years and um so one of the things i thought of and and that we decided to do is is combine our rooms and to make a, a big family sleeping room which basically is going to have Two beds in our house. Trey is right. Our house is actually like 954 square feet. It's a two bedroom, one bath, and there's two closets, a living room, and a kitchen. And um, anyways, one of the things that that we need is we need an office. Right now, our um, dining room table is an office, which is okay, except podcasting. We'll have to take a picture one of these days. It's not as simple as just looking at your computer and talking. Probably for some people it is, but we have microphones up. We've got, you know, a second. Boom stands, wires everywhere, secondary monitors. That's right. So, I mean, it takes up space. So, in order for it to take up space, it's got to take up space when it's not set up. And so Trey was setting, stashing things here, there, and everywhere. And then <laughs> it's like I, a freaking Easter egg hunt with all my oh equipment my every gosh, night. Oh my gosh, it was. It was. And I'm trying to get the vegan whale off the ground. And along with the vegan whale, I hope to eventually start making some some all natural organic 
products and I we're kind of crunchy if y'all if y'all oh, couldn't we tell we're, we're a little crunchy we're not too weird though i don't at least i don't think we are maybe people who are weird don't think they're weird i don't know but <laughs> yeah I, I choose to believe that we're we're a very grounded down to earth crunchy. Yeah. we're crunchy but we'll tell you we'll tell you science why we why we do what we yeah. do too so but anyways it, it was just getting to the point and i love to sew and i mean not that i sew all of our clothes out of hemp and linen or anything but, <laughs> <laughs> but, but i do love to sew and have little sewing projects here and there mainly square things but um, anyways, it, it was getting to the point where I really, I mean, I couldn't even sew. I mean, y'all know what it's like. You seamstress out there to lug your sewing machine it's in a lot and of out. Stuff. And it is a lot of stuff. So anyways, long story short, we needed to make this space more usable for our family. So one of the things we decided to do is to have the family, what we call now the family room. And what my brain conjured up was putting our bed on risers, making our own bed risers and making a trundle to put a queen mattress on and it slides under the king bed. So at night we pull the queen trundle out and the kids lay down and sleep on it. And three kids on the queen laying, laying perpendicular, which is more than enough room. Um, the baby's still in the crib and then we sleep in the bed. And then in the morning we roll the trundle back underneath the king bed and we've got that floor space. And then in the, what's now the office. Um, As an aside real quick, I, I do want to say, that for any of you guys that are thinking like, wow, that that sounds kind of weird, or man, how does that even work, or something like that? Best decision we've ever made it's in our life. It's been awesome. It really best has. decision. Our kids have our kids have always been good sleepers. They really have. Anna by far the best, hands down. I could probably count on one hand how many times that kid has gotten up in the middle of the night. But I, they just they sleep even better now. Yeah, I mean, our bad dreams are gone. We were having every once in a while, a kid yeah, would have a bad dream. They come in there. Yeah. Bad dreams are gone. They are. It's been great. And it, I mean, it hasn't. It's been awesome. We haven't had any issues. And probably the hardest. We mean issue, that we haven't had. Yeah, I mean any none. I mean probably issues. the the biggest thing <laughs> we've been going through. <laughs> now you the, got it. Corey's up to speed now. I'm catching up. Probably the biggest <laughs> issue we've had is the baby's just been a little off schedule lately. She's been waking up at three, and um, but I mean it doesn't bug any of the other kids. So anyway, so I I built a trundle and put the bed on risers, and then um, in the second in the office, um, I built a desk. Um, that would fit the office. It's basically it's called a floating desk, and I looked up, super awesome. I looked up how to build one. It's it's six feet by six feet. It it goes to the corner, and then we have the bunk bed in there. And I built a trundle bed for the bunk bed to store things. And I put the couch on risers, and then built trundles for underneath the couch to store things. And and this was gosh from start to finish, probably what a month long. Oh yeah, endeavor. Definitely. And and just coming up with the schematics and, and deciding how I wanted to build things. I mean, I didn't follow any blueprints. I just kind of came up with it. And I'm not a carpenter. I would certainly not, you know, like, I, like I've been telling people, I wouldn't submit any of my projects to DIY. But it's functional and it works. And we will take pictures whenever we're said and done and put it on the site for those that might be interested. Um, anyway, so, I mean, it took a couple of weeks to drop on the schematics. And then I started working. I went to Lowe's. I guess two weeks ago this Saturday, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Two weeks ago this Saturday, spent all day at Lowe's buying all the materials I needed and started building that next week. And we are just now at the point where we see where light. We can see light. Because we also pulled everything out. We've got like a little 240 square foot funky old storage building in the backyard. And when I say funky, I really do mean funky. Like it's built with particle board, but it's functional. And, uh, we, I built some shelves in there as well to make it even more functional. Awesome shelves. Thank you. They really are awesome. They're pretty cool. Anyways. And, um, 
so saying all that, it has, I've been exhausted. I mean, I have literally been hammering, nailing, screwing, measuring, sawing everything for just a month now. And um, I guess there's just that part of me that almost feels like Trey should be kissing my feet every time he walks by. She's being dramatic. <laughs> Am being I? dramatic. Well, Am I don't I? know. Now. Am I being dramatic? Now I'm just wondering if I need to pucker pause. up. <laughs> <laughs> but there's that, that part of me, and I was talking to Trey about it, that, that almost feels like there hasn't been enough appreciation because I'm like, man, I totally rocked this house. I made this house very comfortable for us to live in. Well, here's here's what really happened, too. And when we're talking about this showing appreciation, we're not just talking about just, you know, general overall. I mean, it needs to be kind of a way of life. It needs to be something that is very uh, intentional, very strategic. And uh, that what I'm saying is, is that you can't just wake up and expect yourself, especially if you are in a habit, as Corey and I have been, of not doing this and kind of the, the deficit-minded thinking. Yeah. If you're caught up in this, it's really hard sometimes to make those changes. Not because the, the process is hard, but because old habits are very difficult to, to, to wean out, and new habits sometimes are very difficult to wean in. And so the bottom line to all this is, is it's absolutely possible. So where I kind of drop the ball with this is is that you know we're already kind of coming out of this deficit-mindedness. And so when you really look at Corey and I's relationship, it's kind of weird. Because, you know, here she is outside with nails and hammers and screwdrivers and and, uh, and drills and impact drivers and all that other stuff. And, and she's outside building this stuff. And here I am with a baby in a front pack, right? <laughs> so I'm really, I'm really starting to question some of my masculinity here because, you know, the role reversal is so strong. Now, over the last few years, I've really come to take a, you know, kind of come to grips with who I am and who Corey is and how we're very... Um, um, what is it? Etymol- etymolo- etymologically different. I think it's the wrong word, but we're very, we're not necessarily your your standards so. your standard society in the norms that they have for gender roles and stuff like that. We have some very uh, crossed wires with that. Well, and I think we talked last week about about helping your spouse find and do what they love, and so that has a lot to do with it too because it is something I do enjoy doing. So there's kind of a part of me that was a little defensive with all of this kind of stuff. I want you all to hear me say, this last go-around with Corey building on this, I, this is the most at peace I've ever been at with it now. Because now, like I said, I'm just I'm coming to accept who I am and realize that that's okay, and you can be a man and all these other things, and these kind of roles are okay. So I, I'm better with this, but so we're coming out of kind of a season of being that way and moving into this new season where I'm comfortable with that. And so the other part about it is, is that Corey, uh, you know, Corey, in terms of intelligence scales, rates almost in the top, the top ten percentile. I mean, if that tells you guys anything, just how, how her brain is just very, very intelligent, and it, it problem solves, it thinks, it strategizes. She thinks about the problems she's going to have, and then she has a plan B and C and contingency plans, and, and they're brilliant. It's just very well thought out, and in uh, all the things that she does, and so she just she does projects so well. That and that's a problem for me because, mm-hmm. because and this is uh, fun, it's funny as it may sound. I'm not even trying to show appreciation with this. This is more about story building here. Mm-hmm. It's coming off appreciative, but with uh, and so she so she builds these projects really well. And so there kind of comes a point to where you kind of grow used to it. Remember we talked about the taking yeah, for granted. That's good. And so a large that's piece good. of what was happening with this was was that over this weekend she built these things. First time she's ever sat down and built trundle beds with yeah. inlaid wheels, and it's the first time she's ever built our own homemade risers. And we didn't go buy a twenty you know twenty dollars worth of, or more of of bed risers made in you know in the stores and whatnot. And it's the first time that she's built shelving units for a storage building and. And and she just she she installed shelves everywhere in this house, and so there's kind of that propensity for me to 
not make enough notice of what it of what it takes. Mm-hmm. And if you've ever sat down and done conferencing stuff, and as you're framing things out and stuff like that, there is a crap ton of stuff you can screw up. And and Corey did it, and she did well. And and we we she built those shelving units. And I remember that that feeling when we first flipped them over, and boom, they were perfect and just ready to screw into the wall. And, and I was and, like, <laughs> <laughs> me woman, I have created wood things. But <laughs> you know there was, and so what happened was is that that, it, that there was that element to where I was not being appreciative enough of these things. Yeah. Corey is so self directed, and Corey is so um, self cognizant that she that up until recently, and I don't know, I really don't know what's changed. And maybe there's something to you that you can comment on this, Corey. But I've noticed that up until about the last four or five months, that Corey has started needing and asking for more appreciation for what mm-hmm. she does. Whenever the you know the towels are done when I get home and yeah. and whatnot. And so, and don't get me wrong, I'm not saying this is as a, as a looking down on it. I'm saying this is a very good thing yeah. because in the past, Corey has quote unquote not needed it. And yeah. I don't really believe she didn't yeah. need it, yeah. but I just, she, she never asked for it. Yeah. Personally, I think it's because she never got it as a kid. Agreed. And so she, there was, there's been, there was never a need to ask for appreciation. Like she didn't get it anyway. you tasted it and it's sweet, you want more. Oh, it's good. Yeah. And, and I think, I think, and, and Trey is right. I think I have needed that more. I think for all you stay at home moms, you can understand a lot of times you feel so, so underappreciated even when you have the most awesome husband on the face of this planet it's still hard not to feel underappreciated and then when you have the most awesome husband on the face of this planet who has a second job and a third job and a fourth job for family podcast network marriage podcast network and the real family guys and and i mean all of those just slowly drain from time and so i think if anything you know it's been a lot to that but you know segueing into our our next uh, subtopic about this is that when you do give appreciation you've got to make sure it's authentic and and you know for me to go man man, really i really need you to to let me know that you think these are awesome oh babe these are fantastic you know i did not do that no no no, he did (laughs) but the point being is that i would have been like you're a giant jack wagon because that was (laughs) the most fake appreciation statement on the face of the planet and that's the next thing we've got to remember when we are showing appreciation to our spouse if if and i love my mom and i don't think she's gonna listen to this but (laughs) she came over several times she lives a couple miles down the road and she came over several times during the past couple of weeks and She'd always walk, drive up, and and um, tell me how how awful my yard looks, which it did look awful. There was wood out front, and half of our furniture was out there. I mean, it was it was disgusting. It looked and like you were renovating a house. It, it it looked like we were renovating a house. What do you know? And and but people have told us many times we have one of the cutest yards on the block, and we really do here in Tuscola. That's not saying a whole lot. <laughs> this is Poduck, Texas, with no zoning laws. Use your imagination, and then add some. But I do. I like flowers. I like to keep a trim lawn. We like to have a garden. And so, um, you know, it, it definitely was not looking its normal fun state. And it gets messy. We've got kids. Of course, there's, you know, the occasional diaper out in the yard or whatever. But um, anyways, I, I finally... It's mine, by the it, way. <laughs> Trey's adult diaper. <laughs> I finally was just like, Mom, seriously, I know. Can you not come in and notice the work I've done? She, and she'd walk in and she'd go... She went, Corey, you're just so awesome. And it was just like, wow. 
Now, I want to set I want to set this up too. The the the, the my mother in law Monica is a wonderful lady. Corey and I she both. is, and she and so is this, awesome. She really is. She's just she's been a wonderful. A lot of people gritch about their their in laws. No. I, I don't. I can't. I, I couldn't even if I wanted to because she's she's that good. So Corey's not tearing her down, but it not is it is a, it is a piece of her personality yeah, that's it, that's tough for sometimes. It is, and like Trey was saying, I mean, she grew up where appreciation yeah. was not given, yeah. and, and sometimes it's really hard to break out of whatever you want to call it, generational cycle, curses, yeah. patterns, it's whatever. It's a vicious cycle. It is. And so for her, it was a lot easier to criticize than it was to compliment. Not that she's not, I mean, she, she always tells me how impressed she is. She's got five kids and she's, I'm the oldest of five girls and she's always telling me, you know, you're just brilliant. You just blow my mind at how smart you are and just you're creative and yada, yada, yada. So please, she's a good mom. But the point in all this is that her giving me that acknowledgement was just so bleh. You know, it was like, really, mom, that seriously, just tell me again how there needs to be more beer cans in my yard or something. And there wasn't beer cans in the yard, but it looked like there should We put those in the trash. I'm and, just saying. <laughs> we recycle. <laughs> but anyway, so that, and that's the, that's the point with this, with this point we're making is you need to make sure your appreciation is, appreciation is authentic. So we want to wrap it up on kind of our last little tidbit. So what do we what do we do with this? I, I'm sure by this point, either you hate our guts or we've convinced you that you need to be more more appreciative of your spouse. And so, what are the things we need to be doing as we leave today? Um, you, you can take this as cliche or as unique as you want to. Cliche is is maybe you go home. I mean, you know, maybe you sit down tonight and you write down a list of ten things that you think your spouse did that it's amazing yeah. write those things down and tell them about them uh, you know and if put, you can't think of 10 things you and your spouse probably yeah, exactly and talk. <laughs> well, fair <laughs> so. enough but uh and, you know and, and i don't not dogging some of you guys may struggle with this at the start because your mindset yeah. is so flip yes. you know to, to what we're doing here and i'll be real honest i am a negative yes person yes she can I, I am and it is so trey is so phenomenal at finding the good in everything. Mm. I mean, like, remarkably blow your mind to the point of absolute irritatingly amazing at finding the good in people, in places, in things. Seriously, there's times where it's just like, dude, seriously, shut up. <laughs> I mean, it's just so annoying. But that that really is a blessing and it's a gift. And unfortunately, I am literally the polar opposite. I am looking for the things that are screwed up. Well, I know the church bought this new building, but look, the corners don't match up over there in the far northeastern wall. I mean, you know, just stupid crap that only other negative people like me would notice. <laughs> and so, you know, it, it's it, and so it might be hard for you at first. It's mm. it, and I still have to work at it. I mean, as as long as we've been married and as as awesome as things can be, I still have to really catch myself to look for the good. And so that's what this is about is encouraging you to reach out with all positive of all positive things that you can and look for that good. So summarizing, Corey is saying be intentional. Yes. Be very intentional about it. You've got to train your brain to look for these things sometimes. And uh, I, I mean, you, Corey, Corey confessed that how my personality works. It, and I'll be honest, guys, it, I'm not naturally that way. It took a lot of training to get my brain to that point where I can find yeah. the good and everything. I used to practice saying, "I don't say, believe uh, you're not natural. That's got to be somewhat natural." I don't really think it was. Maybe neutral before, you know. Maybe it wasn't coming out of negative, but it was coming out of yeah. neutral. But, but uh, anyway, all that to say, be intentional about that. So mm -hmm. we're gonna write down a list of of ten things, and then finding ways to inject them. Corey brought up a fantastic point a minute ago. They have to be authentic, right? You don't. Uh, people come with built-in inherent crap dar. 
and your spouse knows you probably better than most people do, and they have that same crap dar, and they're gonna they're gonna read right through your crap. If you're feeding them a load of junk that is disingenuous, just you know, oh, you're so good in that, right? I mean, people you got yourself dressed today. Good job. That's probably <laughs> That's not gonna a good fly. example. <laughs> it, people are gonna read through this, so it needs to be authentic. It needs to be real. I had somebody ask me, how do I? I mean, how do I do that? Ask yourself, what would you want? You have crap dart too, and you've had people feed you a load of crap that you knew was just them butter in your butt, and you've had those people that just said that thing that just touched you, and you're just like, that gum, that gum, you know, and to go mater on you there. I mean, you, you know what that feels like. And so think about how would you want it said to you and, and begin practicing that. The other side of it, Corey, what was your example? You had a really good idea on this. What was yours? Um, it was kind of similar to mine, um, but what? mine was more the cliche of the 10 things. Write the 10 things down. But you had one, too, that was really good when we talked about this. Oh, oh, I was saying, just really search for, even if it seems like the most obscure yeah, that's right. and, yeah. and just ridiculous things that, that somebody should be doing, such as, you got dressed today. But not that, I mean, maybe you're really going, God, I cannot think of one thing my husband does that is good. Okay, let's start there. Does, oh, oh, oh does, I can do this. I can do this. You see, they're very, they're very good about not being... Not giving in. They're not overly passive. There you go. See, they're strengthening that. There you go. Maybe he works. Man, babe, I, <laughs> I really appreciate how hard you work to help provide for this family. That's authentic. No matter how much of a butthole he or she might be, the fact of the matter is if they're going work and making money, more than likely they're not keeping 100% of it, which means some of it is funneled back into the family. You've just got to look for it and then believe it. Believe it. Believe that you really do appreciate what they are doing. Because there was a time there that that was the only thing I could appreciate Trey for is the fact that he went and worked. And even there was a time where I didn't even have that. But you can find something. You can find something. You know, the, this mentality of finding the good in people, even when it seems hard, is not as much about well, I guess I'll just find something good in them. It's about a condition yeah. of the own heart. Yes. It's yes. about it's about your own mess. And yes. it, 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 the the ability to find and appreciate people right where they are is a, is a gift skit, but I also yeah. think it's a healing thing yeah. Yeah, in our own hearts. And uh, we have a tendency to be very vindictive and spiteful. And so the question comes down to, I've had people in therapy ask me that before, Trey, why? Why do I have such a hard time seeing good in them? And I've had parents say that to me about like their kids, and I've had people say that to me about their spouses as yeah. well. And, and the answer comes by this. Whenever we're angry at somebody, we want to defend and protect ourselves. We want to justify doing things like divorce and stuff like that. And this is not a – I'm not confessing a, an opinion on divorce with this. But whenever we get belief systems that what we want to do with those things or how we're so angry at our kid for how they're doing or how we hate their guts, you know, if we have those semblances of love and care in our heart, we can't do that. We can't hate somebody when they're like that. So what do we have to do? We have to polarize them. We have to see them as being just totally vile, vindictive, son of a biscuits. I hate their guts because they do this. We have to do that in most cases because as long if we see them as a person, we can't treat them this way because we all understand that people are inherently valuable. So what do we have to do? We have to turn them into a problem. Well, you can't yeah. appreciate people and see them as a problem as well. And so in a lot of we Corey and I are approaching this, you know, with 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 good, strong marriage here, walking into this, just kind of ironing out wrinkles. But we acknowledge very fully here that some of you guys listening today are not right. You're not, you know, taking out wrinkles out of clothes. You're trying to bend metal from a, a, an automobile yeah. wreck. 
you know, I mean, this you guys have head-on collisioned and destroyed the frame and engines and everything has gone flying. And you try, some of you guys are trying to restore from that. And so you're looking at this podcast going, wow. <laughs> Do you understand how big yeah. of an order you guys just said to us, Corey and Trey? The answer is yes. Yeah. Now, we can fluff with you and say, well, we understand, we get that that's hard. We can do that, and, and we understand, and we really do agree that that, that is hard. But there just comes a freaking point yeah. where you have to look at it, and you've got to say, am I going to choose this person? Because if I do, I've got to stop seeing them as a, as a problem. I've got to start seeing them as a person. And one of the best ways that we can start seeing them as a person is trying to find those things that we can appreciate in them. Even those things that sometimes seem like they suck to us, can also be some of our best things about them. Yeah. Right? Yeah, you give me somebody good. who's a stubborn little butt of a husband, I'll tell you maybe this is that person who will be a stubborn butt and won't listen to his best buddies who are telling him they need to you know, give you a divorce. Right? Yeah. Those very things that sometimes we can hate somebody for is really us just trying to create a problem so we can hate their guts, so we can treat them like a problem yeah. instead of treating them like a person. Appreciation is powerful, yeah. and not only is it powerful, but in a lot of ways, it goes. It's another little chink, and it's another little piece of that armor and, and bulletproof in your marriage. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, we're going to wrap it up for today. You've got any questions or comments about today's episode? Please email us Corey at themarriagepodcast dot com, or Trey at themarriagepodcast.com or shoot us over a message on Facebook. We don't have a whole lot of traffic on Facebook, and that's my fault more than anything. I have not been in the computer a lot lately to to generate traffic, but but check us over on our Facebook page. Um, you know, drop us a line. Let us know you like the show, and 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 uh, makes our day. It does make our day. It really does. We it's nice being appreciated. Yeah. Hey, oh, I see what you did there. And uh, anyways, we'll uh, hopefully I can guarantee with about a ninety percent success rate that we'll be done with the sex question by next week. So hopefully we'll have a heck of a show next week. And, you know that's right. And uh, yeah, there we go. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs> <laughs>